All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today, where we're going to be focusing on the United Kingdom predominantly in this video. And we're going to be looking at a lot of things that are occurring right now, what they're calling these new crises or this new crisis period, which involves high food inflation. We've already covered this um, in quite a lot of detail. It involves housing market. This is something brand new, a new problem that is developing in the housing market. And then finally, we're going to talk about UBI. So there is a new universal basic income trial just about to start in the UK. They say it is to prepare the nation for widespread UBI as a result of artificial intelligence, robotics, machinery, etc. So with all that said, let's get straight into it then and we'll start with the first article. Okay, beginning with CNBC then, this article states the UK government says it's meeting with food bosses over high prices but denies it will impose caps. Where have we heard this before. This comes as Britain struggle with food and beverage inflation at more than 19%. Yes, if you're watching this from outside the UK, food inflation is 1919% right now. The UK government said it's engaging with the food sector and attempts to reduce the inflation driven strain on British households, but dismiss the possibility of mandating price caps on supermarket goods. The government is not considering price caps, it states. I thought this was quite funny that they say, while inflation is coming down, is it, is it really, what, 1%? Yeah, that's a, a big drop. The Prime Minister and Chancellor have been meeting with the food sector to see what more can be done. Well, here's a little tip on what more can be done stop the quantitative easing and the creation of new currency, which expands the currency supply while the product and service supply remains the same. It's a bit like when you have a police officer who's investigating his own crime, right? That's really what it is. They're launching all these investigations at the moment to try and figure out where's all this inflation coming from? They just, they just can't figure it out. And yet, what did they do last year? They bailed out all the pension funds in the UK. Where did that money come from? It was created, i.e. you expand the currency pool. Where did all the money come from to pay for the energy bills and everything else? Again, it was created. They've been creating currency like crazy. The inflation rate for food and non-alcoholic beverages proved more resilient, coming in at 19.1% in April nearly flat on the 19.2% of March. The Office for National Statistics said that was the highest rate for more than 45 years. Many analysts and economists last week upped their expectations for the Bank of England's peak rate to 5.25% or even 5.5% from the current rate of 4.5%. Now, just a point on that and why it's so important is that we know because we have the data that mortgage rates currently two and five year rates are hovering around five and a half percent for the UK, but the breaking point is around six percent. So that would mean the breaking point is around a base rate of five percent. So what they're talking about is a base rate of 5.25 to 5.5. That is at five and a half percent, that is well within the boundary to cause some sort of a spiral in terms of um, a sell off in house prices. 
And this is what we don't want to occur, or maybe you do if you're waiting on the sidelines, you probably really want this to occur because it could create a spiral in UK house prices going down. But remember what we have discussed. In fact, I think it was on the private community where I did a video, uh, it was last week, maybe a week and a half ago, and I talked about why house prices have been held up a lot more resilient in the UK. There's a lot of reasons, but one of them is overseas buyers has ramped up massively. These are cash buyers who have been buying up property. And many of them that are empty, they're just buying them as a store of value. But the point is here that there is a breaking point on interest rates at the current housing market levels, and that is somewhere around 6%. Food prices causing problems for farmers. So this lady's family has run a farm for more than 40 years, and she gives some insight here. She said her family farm has faced almost daily cost increases for essentials like seed and fertilizer. So seed isn't something we've covered before, but we can potentially cover this in the future. But fertilizer, we have covered this immensely. And of course, my forecast last year, in fact, a little over a year ago, was that we would see higher fertilizer prices as a result of the conflict in Russia, Ukraine region. But not only that, it was also due to the sanctions, so we're not getting fertilizer, cheap fertilizer from Russia anymore, but also it's the natural gas, remember. The natural gas is not flowing in from Russia, this cheap natural gas, which has been used for a long time now in across the EU and the UK to actually produce fertilizer here. So what does that mean? You either have to import for fertilizer at a higher cost or you import the natural gas again at a higher cost. Either way, it results in the same end result and that is higher fertilizer prices. Tessa states, for fertilizer, we were paying 290 pounds and it shot up to 900 pounds for that same bag. Seeds were up 40 pounds a ton. Labor costs went up. There was nothing that didn't go up double, if not more. I mean, that is huge. That's over a 100% increase. The Competitions and Markets Authority is currently investigating all supermarkets over high food and fuel prices amid allegations that customers are overpaying. Well, yeah, of course we're all overpaying. It's, it's obvious when we're paying food prices have doubled. So yes, we are overpaying what we used to pay. But this investigation, again, it, it's so ironic that they are investigating the wrong people. They should be investigating the government policy. Of course, not something they would ever do. How much have food prices risen? Cucumbers, and, and again, this is April 22 to April 23, just one year, just a 12-month period. Cucumbers, 54%, baked beans, 41%, cheese, 39%, semi-skimmed milk, 33%, white potatoes, 28%, butter, 28%, spaghetti or pasta, 22%. Actually, remember that went up a lot more the year previous. Bananas, 20%, large white bread, 16%, and instant coffee, 13%. Coffee was another one the year prior that went up dramatically. You're seeing cost increases from all directions, fuel, labor, and energy. So what does this food insider have to say? The good news is that we do think food price inflation has now peaked, said James Walton, chief economist at the Grocery Industry Organization. However, he warned 
that might not lead to major price reductions. No, of course it won't. These prices never come back down again overall. What we're looking at, we think, is food prices leveling off, he said. N no, I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think so. You don't just level off from a 19.1% inflation year on year. That's not how it works. To level off, you would have to see 0% year on year for this to level off. So 19% is not, in my mind, leveling off. Another article that has just come out from CNBC then, UK predicted to have the highest inflation rate out of all advanced economies this year. So they go on to say the UK will experience the highest level of inflation among all advanced economies, only Argentina and Turkey. Argentina and Turkey exceptionally high levels of inflation, may I add. Uh, sanctions struck Russia is forecast to have a headline inflation of just under 5.4% in 2023. The UK headline inflation is projected to slow on the back of declining energy prices and to come down close to target, they don't say what that target is, by the end of 2024. Let me just add, that is 18 months away, the end of 2024. It's not as if this is one or two, three more months, you've got to suffer uh, with this. This is 18 months, a year and a half. Governor Bailey also spoke of very big lessons to learn after the central bank repeatedly failed to predict several inflation increases. No, they're not going to learn any lessons from this. This is just appeasement talk, really. I said way, way before that all of this stuff they were doing would create massive inflation. And that's exactly what we've seen. They knew that, you knew that, we all knew that. The BOE is expected to raise rates again when it meets on June 22. So expect a rate rise as that's exactly what I'm expecting. We agree with the markets that rates will rise further and have revised up our forecast for the peak in bank rate by 75 points. That is a lot from 4.5% to 5.25%. However, let me just add, ladies and gents, this could even go up to 5.5, I wouldn't rule that out at this stage. They then say we don't think that rates will start coming down until the second half of next year. So that is, again, one year away. If you are waiting to buy a house and, or remortgage or something like that, thinking these rates are going to come down in the next 12 months, they're not. I mean, it's very, very unlikely these rates are going to come down. The only thing that is looking likely to come down are house prices. So it could be a case of the longer you wait to buy at the moment, the better deal that you could get on a house purchase. However, just bear in mind as well that lenders are pulling a lot of mortgages from the market. Credit conditions are tightening. So you're kind of between a rock and a hard place. You either wait and you get a better deal or you move forward now before the economy gets worse or potentially more products could be pulled from the market. It is a very, very difficult time to actually consider buying a house right now. And we've just had this announcement about UBI, Universal Basic Income, to be trialed in England. So the participants will receive £1,600 per month 
this is the trial period and this is the reason for it. Our society is going to require some form of basic income in the coming years given the tumult of let's just say changes ahead. This is why building the evidence base and public engagement now is so important. So the ground is well prepared for, here's the key word, national implementation. UBI means that unemployed people will be paid across the globe. This is what Elon Musk said back in 2017 at a tech summit. Machines, robots are taking over. There will be fewer and fewer jobs that a robot cannot do better, he added. Critics, however, consider the concept to be far too expensive to roll out nationally, would undermine productivity and prevent the government from investing in other priorities, as well as result in citizens relying even more on the state. And yeah, I think they've got some points there, but I know some of you are probably thinking, wow, that would be so amazing never to have to work a day more in my life and just get this, you know, this income from the government. I think we can probably all agree that if we were all given, I don't know, 10,000 pounds or dollars or, or euros or something like that tomorrow, we would, um, we would be very happy with that. But I doubt it's gonna be that sort of figure. It's gonna be a lot lower. But let's move on to the housing aspect now then. From BBC News, house prices in first annual fall for 11 years, says the Halifax. House prices have fallen by 1% compared with a year ago. Typical house prices in May were down £3,000 on a year ago and £7,500 lower than their peak in August. It comes as lenders predict further rises in the base rate owing to general price rises as measured by inflation, staying higher for longer than previously anticipated. Therefore, further downward pressure on house prices is still expected, i.e. they expect prices to continue going down. The Halifax said the average UK home now costs £286,500. The other lender, which is the nationwide that, that holds the data, has recorded a deeper fall in house prices. According to its data, it said a week ago that property values were down in the year to May by 3.4%, so higher than the Halifax's 1% there. And we can see it here on this graph. That looks like a pattern to me when we look at the 2008 drop, but let's see how that goes. I'm pretty sure it's probably gonna follow that quite similarly. Where it moves to though, I'm not quite sure at this stage, especially with the, the cash buyers inflowing from overseas. Analysts at Capital Economics forecast that there will eventually be a 12% drop in house prices, and that's measured from the peak last August. However, estate agents point to slower price falls in the last month as evidence that property values may not fall much further. Tom Bill, head of UK residential research at estate agent Knight Frank, said any decline would be kept in check by rising wages, low unemployment, cash sales, record high levels of housing equity, longer mortgages and savings amassed during the pandemic. Well, let me just tell you there, Tom, those savings are now non-existent. They have long gone. But here's the current rates 
the average rates on two-year and five-year deals here is 5.4% and 5.79%. So they can't go much higher or else they are going to reach breaking points in the UK market. We did see them actually peak above that previously for a very short time period. In fact, we can we can see where it was here. But because they didn't stay at that peak for long, we didn't see a major impact occurring. But there's another factor that everyone has to bear in mind at the moment. Again, this is uh, from BBC. More pain for renters as landlords look to sell up. I just thought I'd add, this is a typical sort of house in the UK. All the uh, Americans always have this sort of vision of, of these sort of you know English houses, this quaint English house, <laughs> you know, like in the Cotswold or something like that. You know, these beautiful English houses, everyone lives in these. No, no, my friends overseas. This is more typical of the UK. This is what people live in, terraced, what you call row houses. Just thought I'd throw that in there because I always find it funny when uh, my American clients always talk about these quaint cottages that we all apparently live in. Rising interest rates are putting pressure on landlords, pushing some to consider selling up, surveyors said. Some landlords are also considering their future due to this ban on no-fault evictions in England. That is the uh, section 21, if you're not aware. Fewer homes to rent means demand continues to outstrip supply, which pushes up the rental prices for those properties that are available. The Telegraph also picked up on this, talking about these houses, uh, over 735,000 houses, I believe. Yeah, 735 are due to hit the market soon because of a, a whole number of issues. The Telegraph also picked up on this renters reform bill that uh, threatens to create an exodus of landlords. Now, bear in mind, this comes as monthly rents outside of London have now breached a thousand pounds. So this is our average rent for the very first time. And we have this sort of timeline here, of what they call the war on landlords. So 2016 was the extra stamp duty. 2017 was the tax breaks removed for the interest on mortgages. And I know because I was in the market at that time that a lot of my clients exited, they sold up. So that was one sort of wave of landlords selling. Uh, the next one here, 2022, no fault eviction ban. Now the next one is the 2028 net zero targets. This is gonna also force a lot of landlords out of the market because they have to achieve a, a level C energy performance certificate by 2025. That's just one and a half years away. That is going to be extremely difficult. And I know because I used to have an agency and we managed a huge amount of houses, just how difficult it is to achieve that C rating for old housing stock. So talking about that image I showed you with those row houses, the terraced houses, a lot of those on average, I would say, would be about a D to an E rating. Some of them will be an F rating. Worse ones will be a sort of G rating. But I would say something like a D to an E rating is about average. If they put in double glazing and a new door and you know 
uh, roof insulation and all sorts of other things, they can bring that down. But getting anywhere near to what they are talking about for the future of a A to B rating is, is going to be almost physically impossible simply because of the way the houses are built and the, the fabric of, of the buildings. It is physically impossible to get some of those houses to an A rating. So I think this is also going to cause an exodus of some properties if they can't uplift to a C rating because of the costs involved in doing that. They may have to get some things will be very simple to do like loft insulation and, and things like that. But other things like air source, ground source, heat pumps and external render and all these things, these cost thousands, if not tens of thousands of pounds. And if you did want to watch the video I alluded to, the housing market video I made um, in, in the last week or so, you can actually find the link to that in the description. It is in the private community, so it is behind a paywall. But for those of you who are interested, you can find it there. Thank you so much for watching today. I will see you tomorrow for the weekly walk and talk. But until then, take care. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow.